In part two of our interview with Elizabeth, she discusses her NDE with Jesus that showed her the reality of hell and shares a prophetic word with us that you will not want to miss on this week's Spirit Answers podcast. You had a, so it was nine months, yeah, nine months after your first visitation. Um, you had that second uh, visitation where you were in utter darkness. So that, if you could explain what, what happened there as it relates to that experience and anything else you wanted to touch on as it relates to what happened before this second experience and after that first one. Okay. So like you said, um, nine months had gone by. I could have had a baby. <laughs> um, he had told me that I was going to have another experience that I was going to go back in and, um, and that I would be with them again. And it was actually confirmed as well. Somebody was, I didn't say anything to anybody. And a man said to me, uh, I'm supposed to tell you that uh, to get yourself prepared because uh, the Lord has a message for you and it's not going to be as like the other one. I said, well, I heard that. Okay. And uh, thank you. I was a brother in the Lord. So it was, it was well received. Um, and so I had gone in, I had had a, um, a problem with, uh, the surgery of the mastectomy, the mastectomy side. And so I had gone in for, uh, surgery. And when I was in that surgery at that time, I went to darkness I went to utter darkness and how I know it was utter darkness and not outer darkness. I mean, outer, other is because Jesus said utter darkness to me. And when I was with him, uh, I was instantly in darkness and I couldn't understand why I was there. Um, sorry, this one's really intense and it's very, um, yeah, it's really, no um, so I was, I was standing there, but I I knew that he was holding my hand. He was on my, left side and he was holding my hand and and I felt very childlike you know you're even when I was with him um in glory uh it's your child your your whole spirit is childlike you ask a lot of questions <laughs> you know what's that what's that what's that and um so I was holding his hand and I looked in front of me I mean all around me was darkness but there was light going and it was cutting through the darkness. And again, still not knowing much of the word. Uh, when I was growing up, you didn't, you had a little Bible that were, you were given. You never opened it. No, you weren't really taught anything except for what the man said. And so we didn't, we weren't, we weren't allowed to open our Bibles really. So I didn't know the word yet. I had a Bible, but I, you know, I would only open it to things when I, you know, times were rough throughout my life just to see if I can get something from it. And, but I believed in God. I believed in Jesus. But the Holy Spirit, I, I didn't know other than a dove. So with that being said, here I am with Jesus and I'm like a child. And that cutting through the darkness is in the word, the light exposes the darkness right 
-hmm. So I'm standing there and the, the light goes forward. And I said, what's that? Like a child, what's that? What's that? And he said that my child is utter darkness. Mm -hmm. And when he exposed the light or the darkness with the light, I also saw light, another light, smaller, but light. And I looked down, that light was coming from me. Wow. So my light was also exposing what was within, you know, this realm of utter darkness. And I can tell you that it's no, nowhere anybody wants to be if they're not any ever, ever, ever. And here I was holding Jesus's hand. So when, when I was holding his hand, I felt okay. I felt protected. I felt safe. I was with my father and he told me, Elizabeth, I'm going to have to let go of your hand. And when I do, and I was, I was terrified. I was no, 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 please don't let go of my hand. Don't let go of my hand because I knew that what, he had exposed and what I had exposed was without him I felt was more powerful than anything that I could do on my own and take care of on my own um hell is real and whatever was beyond that darkness I did not want to see I don't want anybody to see that and that's why i won't shut up Mm -hmm. because god doesn't wish any to perish my brother not one that's his love and with that same passion we all should have that we don't want to see anyone and so we won't shut up even if they kill us even if it doesn't seem like it's the right thing to say for somebody someday you know it's like oh you don't you know God will give us the ability to talk to each person the way that he needs to talk to them. It's not always going to be the same. It's not dialogue. It's not, it's not candy cutting or cookie cutting and it's not candy coated. Mm. We let the Holy spirit speak to what's in each and every person that God and, and, and the gospel that each person is different and he wants to speak to each one individually he doesn't speak the same way to you that he does to me. He has a, mm. he has a relationship with you. Mm. So when he said to me, I had to trust him. I had to trust him. When he said to me, Elizabeth, I'm going to let go of your hand. I knew what I was going to see was going to, it could have killed me. Mm. Wow. But I had to trust that what he promised, his words. I, you'll only be here for a second in time. But what you see and what you feel, what, what you taste, what you smell, everything, you have to go back and you have to tell them mm. that it's real. And there was other things that he told me that he imparted into me. Okay, so it's not a telling. It's, an impart, it's imparted into your spirit. So in, he let go of my hand instantly, my brother. Instantly, I felt freezing cold, freezing like my, my, I used to be an ice cream truck driver. <laughs> I know it's fun, but not at, back in the day, good, like a little good humor lady. And probably don't have good humor in lots of places here, but um, in the United States. So um, 
that dry ice is so cold that it'll burn your skin off. It'll burn your skin. So the moment that I felt that that coldness, my it was as if I had skin, I'd be it it would be horrible. And I couldn't understand why I was feeling this. Why 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 just for an instant, right? And so when there's no light, it's cold, right? You go outside and and in the pitch dark, there's no lights around. It's it when the sun is gone, it's dark. And I didn't understand then why I was seeing this. And then I I heard I heard the tormentors. I I knew that they were there. I knew. Wow. Jesus had said to me, This is where you would have gone had you not known me. Wow. I have to, this is where you would have gone if you had not known me. And he, he let go of my hand. He said, it'll only be for an instant. I didn't want to stay there for an instant, not even for one second. Mm. And it was one second that I was there. And the enemy waits, he prowls, he waits to see who he can devour. That's the word. All these things I did not know until I came back and started getting into my word. I was like, that was, that's what Jesus said to me. Wow. That's what I have to tell the people. That's what I have to tell the church. That's what, wow. And, you know, people say, well, we don't have to be on our toes. Oh, yes, we do. We have to be soldiers. We're, we're, we're not only just travelers in this world, but we are to know that the enemy at every, every moment wants to take us down. He doesn't, he doesn't, the souls, God cares about the souls that are, that don't know him. The devil doesn't. He's already got them. So this is what Jesus said. You go back and you tell the people that I want their, I want their souls. I, I want to see them saved. That, that that's his love. It's not that we get kudos by telling people about Jesus. It's that we're supposed to have that love and to love people so much that we don't want them to go to this place that he, he showed me. Mm. That it's real. That it's not just something that I heard about when I was little. That it's not just something that somebody said, if, I, if I'm not good, I'm going to go there. But it's not even about that, not being good. None of us can be good. Not one, mm. God says. So when I saw this utter darkness, he also said that darkness is going to come upon the face of the earth. And I was just like, oh, oh. you know, these are all these things that he was saying to me. He said, go, to, go back and tell them to be, be prepared. The hearts will grow cold, cold, cold. Like everything that, that relates to cold means that God's not there. Hmm. He says, when I come back, will I find faith? So go back and tell them that the church, that they need to stay in faith. They need they, they don't lose hope. Hopelessness. I saw hopelessness. I saw hopelessness on the faces of those that used to be believers. That's how the falling away will happen. They'll lose hope. They'll lose faith. I don't want to see that happen. And so I... 
I was sent back to tell people to stay on fire for him. Don't don't lose that fire. Don't give up hope. And when you see these things come upon that wor- world, don't don't be surprised. Mm. The word says that we shouldn't be shocked by these things. There's going to be more things that are coming. Excuse me. I need something to drink. No, you're fine. While you do that, I just want to say again, I, I appreciate you sharing this this part of your testimony as well as the first part. The second part, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure a lot more uh, challenging even than the first one for people to hear because there are many people that are Christians that don't that say that they, you know, that they don't believe in hell or that, that it's mm-hmm. eternal. Um, so I, I, I just implore those people to listen to what Elizabeth is saying and people like Elizabeth who have had similar experiences, first off, second off, uh, secondly, to look into look at the Bible and the, the amount I and I mean I say this with a loving heart and gently, but truly the amount of mental gymnastics that you have to do mm. in your mind to say that there is no hell is astronomical. So I just I would really ask you, you know, if just from a place of love, are you are you saying that there is no hell because that's what what you want there to what you want there to be that there's no hell? Or are you saying it because that's what uh, the evidence is showing, and I just don't see how you can look at this from an objective standpoint and say that the evidence is showing that there is no hell. Um, so I wanted to really stress that there. Just talking about it, I I tremble, you know, mm-hmm. with fear and trembling. I even give this message in in both accounts actually, but with with the one I can stand in His promise, knowing that. I'm going to stand in his promise. And because knowing that promise, I'm not going to have to stand where I had to stand only long enough to tell people it's real. It's, you know, they'll joke about it. It breaks my heart because the moment that I knew that I wanted to walk for the Lord, all I could do was shout from the rooftops. I mean, not everybody is, um, is an evangelist. Um, so to speak, not everybody can go on the rooftop. They don't feel that they'll get up on the rooftops. I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, call me crazy. But I've been going out into the streets and um, preaching the gospel. And I have uh, I have gotten beat up. I have gotten put in jail. I have gotten doxxed. Um, dox meaning that you they find out where you live where your husband works, who your, what your children look like. So I've become pretty protective um, for my children. But, you know, God says that um, I have to go and I have to tell people this right here is how also I have to do it. So my face is, is seen and, um, and I know what it's going to entail and what could happen but I have to do what he told me to do. And that being said, that people can sit and they can mock and say that there is no hell. But I assure you that if you're listening and you're walking in darkness and you're serving another, uh, if you're serving Satan or if you're serving the things of the world, you're serving uh, sorcery, witchcraft, um, and you know it, and you know that you're doing it, there's only two words that I have for you so that you don't have to go beyond the darkness because beyond that utter darkness, it, there there's weeping and gnashing of teeth where the worm never dies and the fire never quenches. 
and it's cold to where your skin will burn off your body. You know, if it's not fire, I assure you that the, the darkness of the cold will. And you may be laughing now, but you won't be laughing. And the reason why I tell you this is because God loves so much that he gave his only begotten son. He took it on the cross for you. And you could be laughing now and mocking God and sticking out your tongue. But there'll be a day that you'll have to stand before him. And he's the judge of all judges. And he does weep because he wants to love you and you don't want to love him. And that's all I have to say about that. You know, you can, you can think that you're in a good place and that God's not real. Well, how can you think that God's not real when you know that the one that you're serving, which is Satan, is real? He can't be real if God's not. God created him. Wow. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly don't. don't Sorry, think I just went on. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. I, I was going to say that I certainly mm -hmm. don't think any dreams would cause the heart change that you've had. Mm -hmm. And that lends into my next question because uh, I was going to ask you, what, what do you tell skeptics? Um, that would be where I would start. Look at, look at the heart change that you've had. You've, you've faced persecution for what you're, what you're talking about here, spreading the truth. What, what do you tell skeptics or do you say anything at all? Um, I used to say something, you know, back in the day, because of course at first, you know, you have quite a bit of zeal and, you know, God has to knock you down a few. Um, now I just wait on the Lord. Um, Oh, wow, I've had so many experiences where people have rose up against me. There was a, one young man, and um, I I just want to be careful because I want to be – he's not with us anymore, this young man that rose against me. And he would come out every every so often, uh, but this one time, I guess, I, I didn't know – him i'd never met him before but other people had and he had come out in front of the abortuary where we were standing doing sidewalk ministry and he looked much like anton levey uh and practiced a lot of that i i would assume and the reason why i say i would assume because i don't know exactly but from uh from the, not only the way that he looked because i'm not judging the outward appearance but the things that he had said to me were horrible and he was speaking in other tongues and he was very um horribly possessed and god was sad for his soul god was really sad for his soul and i told him god will not be mocked you know god's not going to be mocked and you're you're going to see him one day you could see him today you could see him next week or next month but someday we all have to stand before a holy God. He's holy. And he laughed and he laughed. And, and um, you know, that for us, we know that it's appointed once, one time, a man to die. And then after this, he stands before judgment. I was, I was in judgment. I was standing before Jesus. There was, still, there was judgment on me as well. You know, I knew, wow, I'm not worthy. So I told this man and not two weeks later, he died. Wow. After he was mocking, he died, and and the other young men came up to me. Oh, he did say he said you're uh, you're not with another 
like down in, in the gut uh, voice, uh, give no glory to the devil. Um, he said, you're not like the other ones. And I didn't know what that meant. And um, you're not like the other ones. Well, I suppose the other ones hadn't had an experience like I had. Um, and he said, you're different. And I said, okay. Uh, but I did have a word for him. I did tell him that um, what God had told me to tell him, that if he didn't stop what he was doing, that uh, he was gonna, it was going to meet a bad end for him. It's a bad end for anybody that doesn't have the Lord. You know, we have to say, we have to tell people. And mm -hmm. I did. And sadly, he died of a brain hemorrhage two weeks later. Wow. wow. So, yeah, uh, the persecution, you know, we don't wish for anyone to, for anything to happen to him. And I don't know what happened to his soul. Only God does. But the, the vileness and the things that came out of his mouth, um, we better be ready. You know, we better, there's warfare in this, right? Oh, there's certainly. warfare. Yeah. And we need to know how to battle those demons that come mm -hmm. up against us. And we're supposed to be casting out demons, right? We're supposed to be doing a lot of those things. So I did ask him if he wanted to receive Christ that day and he laughed and I told him that he could be delivered, that the Lord would deliver him, that he would be happy, you know, that, you know, that the, the life that he was living and is not the way to go, but it mm. breaks my heart. It mm. happens, you know, it happens more often than not. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you did everything you could there. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what the, the Lord has given us a free will. And mm -hmm. uh, we all have that choice. That's the beautiful part of a relationship with, with God is that he's not, he's never going to force himself on us. We have that. We have the choice to, accept that relationship but um if we don't accept it then okay oh, go, oh, go ahead sorry i hope i answered your question did i answer your question that you you did you did you so you okay. stated that you, you stated that you go to the lord when it comes to skeptics oh yes um, yes 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 yep and, and then uh i i just wanted to say too that yeah i think that's the the best thing that he gives us is that free will that because you can't have a relationship without that mm -hmm. free will uh, we can choose to, you know, worship ourselves or, you know, anything else really besides him. But like anything, any decision that we make in life, there's a consequence for that. Um, so that's that was the mm -hmm. case in that situation. Um, mm. oh, can, can I interject real quick? Please, please. OK, uh, and only because you had said something that made me uh, you had asked me some of the things that he had said to me. One of the things about free will and we all have free we all have free will right but as just like the word says we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god right right and so we all have free will but the lord showed me why i why i could have gone and stayed in that darkness even believing that i was a believer because i i did it wasn't like i didn't think that I was a Christian. I was going to church. I was doing things before this, this experience. I mean, I was in it and I, I was like, Lord, why, why did I go there? And he wanted to show me that. And he did speak to my spirit about the free will. And this is the only reason why I'm saying this is because I really feel it's imperative to, that from what you spoke and you really impressed upon me. Once we are, his, I mean, like 
born again, it's not free will anymore. Mm. It's his will. Mm. And so surely, I mean, free will is there. Yes, we can decide whether or not we want to go and, you know, live it up and, and whatnot. But once we, we are his, don't we want to do what he wants us to do? Absolutely. So it's like, it's like telling your children, sure, uh, you can go ahead and go for that cookie in the cookie jar after I told you not to. But right. you know the consequences of doing that is you disobeyed me and there's consequences. So God doesn't, I don't like to have to, you know, discipline my children either, but it needs to be done. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, they're, they're all grown now. Now I have grandchildren, so my children can do their job. <laughs> but um, God disciplines us. He chastens those he loves. So he also uses us as teachers, or, well, I wouldn't call myself a teacher. I'm older. I'm a, you know, I'm an older woman helping younger women. I wouldn't call myself a teacher, but I am a voice. And that voice that he had given me, he first spoke to me. And so I now say it, what he spoke and taught me. And it's not his will, but it's not our will, but his will mm -hmm. be done. It's not mm -hmm. free will, but his will be done. You see? Right. And ultimately... Yeah. I think he he knows a lot more than us what's going to mm -hmm. what's going to serve us better and Absolutely. ultimately serve him better. Absolutely. Um yeah, yeah thank you for sharing that. Um mm -hmm. speaking of messages then, um since these these experiences that you had, um I I, I also had the opportunity to listen to you had a a message from the Lord I think it was a couple years back as it relates to um what was going on at that time, especially with the United States and politically uh, that was around the time, uh, you know, Trump was, I think it was midterm season. Mm -hmm. Trump was in power. And uh, that that message was was really powerful, especially, again, as it relates to some of these things that we're going to see as we we get closer to the end. Um, I, I wanted to touch on if you wanted to expand on that, if you feel please feel free. Or was there anything else that you've heard from the Lord that you think is imperative uh, to share with the listeners? I'm wondering which one you heard because there was a few of them. Um, which one was the one that you heard so that I can stand sure, on? Sure. This was another one on a minute to midnight. Uh, and mm. you you were sharing uh, a word that you got from the Lord, especially as it relates to the United States and the, and the direction that we were going mm -hmm. at that time. And uh, really, at, it seemed like that message was coming back to Trump and a lot of people and a lot of Christians. Uh, really putting him maybe on a mm -hmm. on a perch that 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 wasn't probably the 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 best place to put him at, and, and mm -hmm. kind of viewing him in a, in a from a standpoint that made him maybe a little higher than how than than how God had seen him, and kind of the the way that we were going based off of what he was doing and and for the country at that time. So um, I, I wasn't sure because that, like I said, that was the that was, that was the latest one that I've heard a couple years back. If you wanted to elaborate on that, or if there was anything mm -hmm. else more recently that you've heard is there just in general what what has the lord been putting on your heart to share okay i i i know that there um there are people that have put him on the pedestal and they still do uh, i have nothing personal against the man as our president or as a man so anything that I do speak about him is not a personal thing. It's sure. what God has said and shown me. He was set. Um, a lot of people say, well, he 
he's the Trump and God, you know, he's the trumpet that is waking everybody up. And God did say that to me as well, that he did put him in for that reason, that there's a lot of um, false prophets out there saying things about, you know, what's going to happen to the United States and, and how we're going to pull through and who's going to do it and, and who, who's going to be leading that. Well, the Lord had told me who was going to be leading that. And he did say Trump was going to be leading a lot of Christians into a place that uh, they think it's, it's like the new awakening, I suppose. I'm not really, I don't listen to any of that stuff. Um, so I'm not, not aware of what's going on with all of it. Um, but I did see prior to the, the insurgents, I guess is what they called it over there. I did see that, that the Lord did show me that that was going to happen. And, but the saddest part was how the division was going to come and mm. that Christians were going to rise against Christians. And now when Jesus had showed me that when I was with him, the brother against brother thing, at first I was thinking, well, we will get that in our own home, right? A brother will rise against a sister, brother against brother, father against mother, mother against daughter, you know, I'm like, okay, I can see, no, this is, this is the brethren. This is Christians rising against Christians. And so I saw that and the Lord said, it's going to get worse than that with the man that's, that's in the white house. Um, and I said, how? And then he showed me the pandemic that, that mm. came. He wow. showed, I was out in the streets. I, there's a video of me out in the streets warning the people uh, because the Lord told me March 4th, March 4th. And I got up and I know a lot of people think this is really weird and I can't help. Okay. So I'm weird. I got to share what I'm going to share. And mm. so I went down and um, I told the people that there was something coming over the water. I live here in Puget Sound. I said, it's coming to Seattle. It's hitting the West Coast first. And um, and I was laughed at. Only a couple weeks later, the first place it hit was Seattle, Washington. Wow. Uh, That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, the COVID. And, um, and what is this doing? Do you see how much separation is happening with the people with this? Mm -hmm. it, they, and the way that they're using it and... Um, it's so sad. It, it, I'm, I cry. It's so sad, you know, masked, unmasked, vaxxed, unvaxxed, all of this. The Lord's up there going, what are my children doing? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're rising up against nation against nation is, is the great amount of people God has called to be his own. And then it's split. It's splitting up into two different types of people. God doesn't have two different types. That's God right. has a church. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is the preaching that I, I I'd seen in the spirit was not even, there was no preaching of Jesus and the kingdom and the, and his glory and his majesty and the gospel, it was, did you go and do that? You better, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, it just craziness. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, chaos. 
chaos is going to come to the streets. Mm. You know, God's the one that did it. You know why? It's a test. Mm. It's a test for his people. Who are wow. you going to love? Who are you going to serve? You can't serve two masters. You can't say you can't serve your po politics and serve me. Mm. Wow. That's incredible. Um, and he put he put Trump there to see to test his children to test the church and mm. the church went right for it and that's what he's shared in that word too he mm. said that the the one word he said that there's going to be a hill that rises up which was Hillary and that uh, that everything that you once believed you're that the the Christians that once believed we're not even going to, they, their views would change. I see so many that were once very staunch about what they believed kind of going a bit liberal, like, oh, well, that, you know, I can't talk about that. That's, you know, that's not in my jurisdiction. I can't do that. And there, before, oh, I feel like his spirit, like telling me to talk. They were going and getting on the abortion wagon, so to speak. You know, everybody was going. Now they want everybody was doing this abortion thing. Everybody. I'm going to. And they were going out and speaking against it, speaking against it because Trump, he's 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 pro-life. He's pro-life. Um, and so there was this huge pro-life thing. And I was like, God. And he he was being used. He mm. was being used. And I. I'm sorry that this, I don't want this to become a political thing. People, please open your eyes. God's going to use man to test his children. He's going to. How much do you love God? How much trust? Do not put your trust in horses and chariots. Do not put your trust in the arm of the flesh. Trust God. Trust his son, Jesus. Hmm. Don't do it. It's idolatry. Well, it certainly lines up with the word of God. How many times did that happen in the Bible, especially the Old Testament? Israel was under constant testing. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and uh, that just seems to happen a lot when you're given the opportunity like the United States has to have the truth uh, in, in, in such wide form that we have it. We have incredible freedoms here that unfortunately we take for granted. Um, mm -hmm. So God, you know, he, he tests us to see if we're going to hold true to to what we say that we believe and uh Incredible things can happen if we pass this test. More glory to God. More people find peace in God in that relationship. Um, and unfortunately, like you said, the last couple of years, especially for the church, it certainly hasn't seemed to have gone very well. Um, it's very sad. I, I wanted to ask you as well then, so that that kind of covers that topic as it relates to the uh, what was going on there with Trump and, and COVID. Is, is there anything else that the Lord has impressed on you to to share uh, with us today or or anything mm -hmm. come to mind uh, within the last like since your last uh, media appearance uh, mm -hmm. anything there yeah um, you know I don't want this to turn into anything to place fear into people about what's coming um, but I would encourage you to speak to your brothers and sisters who are in Australia right now and give them encouragement. Uh, make sure you lift them up in, in, in other areas of the world because we have access to that. 
here in America, we think nothing's going to happen. We're all good. Have you gone to the grocery stores? We're being told things like things are being held back. Um, you better go out shopping for your little ones now because by the time Christmas comes, there's not going to be any choice. We shouldn't be worried about those things. He says, prepare from the very first day, Mother's Day morning, 2003, when I thought I didn't have any clothes on that were good enough to go to church. I heard the Lord say, huh, just prepare your soul. We best prepare our soul above and beyond anything. Don't be looking for what tomorrow or next week. Don't be thinking that you have to go and get Sally uh, the best doll before the best doll is gone. Because this is going to be a dark winter. And I'll tell you what, before I'd even heard that the president that stands in the office now, uh, from what I've, what I've heard, he said that it was going to be a dark winter. What I heard from the Lord was it was going to be a winter of discontent. I was like, a winter of discontent? What's that? I've never been a Shakespearean. had no clue. I, did I hear it float, you know, floating around somewhere? Maybe got into my, you know, the back of my brain somewhere? Probably. But the Lord speaks to me in a way that I sometimes, I mean, I really have to question him. Like a child, what's that? What's that? It's always been like that. What's that? I used to get myself in trouble in, in Catholic school because I, you know, Jesus be on the cross and I'd go, he's risen. You know, that was just me. I'd say, why is he still there? You know, okay, of course he's there because of what, but I always had the, what's that? What's this? So right. that being said, we, we need to move into asking God, what's next? How can I be prepared? Be as like a child. A child wants to know, is it going to be two nine nights? Is it going to be three nine nights? A lot of people say, well, Jesus said the hour, the day or the hour, we do not know. Or they said Jesus didn't even know it, right? Jesus knows now. He does. Before he wasn't with the Father, he's with the Father. And if we have ears to hear, we'll hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and we should ask to hear that trump. We should hear. We should ask to hear his voice, and no other. We should prepare our soul for what's coming. So you're going to see. You're going to see. Just like Australia didn't think. I had friends in Australia. I have them, and I've had them for years. And they're like, "Well, that's not happening yet." I said, "Be prepared. Your shelves are going to be empty." I don't know why it's happening there and it hasn't happened here yet, but be prepared. Mm. It's coming. And I don't like giving those messages because first of all, who doesn't like to be liked? <laughs> you know, it's like, right. you know, you get bombarded with, Oh, do, it's doom or gloom, doom, gloom, doom, gloom. And, um, I can't, I can't share a message without sharing the message. How do our hope comes from the Lord. Our, we, we, look, we look up, for our hope comes from him. Our redemption draws nigh. So why does he say all these things? Because these other things have to happen so that we can keep our eye and our focus and be prepared through him, mm. through the Holy Spirit. 
um, it's the only, that's the only way that we're going to get through what's coming and it's coming very, very soon, swiftly, swiftly. Mm. It's going to be a, a swiftly. And we have other prophets saying, oh, revival's coming, revival's coming. It's going to be a hard one to hear, those of you that are listening to this and believe that there's a revival coming. Mm. You've got to be dead to be revived. I know this. Mm. So how dead are you? Mm. Are you dead in the, in the things of the world and alive in Christ? Are you just dead? Are you dead men's bones that have to be revived? Which is it? Hmm. Because Jesus said, all of these things must happen. What are all of those things? Well, he said to me, catastrophic events and hopelessness. Hmm. Has America seen hopelessness yet? How are we, the ones that are filled with hope, going to tell people there's a hope in the Lord, no matter what your situation, no matter what your storm, See, Americans tend to forget. They get hit with a big hurricane, and then all the relief comes in, and those little cities get revived. And e even the hellish cities like Louisiana, uh, the, the New Orleans, every time a hurricane hits, they're like, oh, it's going to hit. It still hasn't. But God is going to take out those places. He's going to take out the false prophets. And I'm not speaking because I now know the word, after all these years, I'm speaking from a, a little girl that was standing with the Lord going, what's that? What's that? And he was telling me and everything had to be lined up with the word of God. These things are coming. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not to bring fear to the people. It's a fearful thing to fa fall into the hands of the living God. But if you have God, there is no fear. Mm. God casts away that fear and he gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. He'll give us the peace to be able to endure through all of that time. The reason why we're supposed to stock up things, stock up food is not to hoard it for ourselves, but to give it to others like Jesus said, so, so that Jesus is so that others can come to him so that they don't have to perish. I mean, yeah. I have neighbors that don't know the Lord and I'm hoping that, you know, that someday they do. And maybe it's going to take something so catastrophic to w to wake people up, to revive people. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of truth right? in that. Unfortunately, that's that kind of event is what it takes for a lot of us to find mm -hmm. truth and find a relationship with with God. Mm -hmm. I know it certainly, you know, it wasn't a, a hurricane or anything like that in my in my experience, mm -hmm. but it was. I had to hit, hit my low point for sure. Uh, to to turn towards truth. Uh, you the, have a the, hurricane. The, say it again. You're somewhere where there was a hurricane. Sorry. Oh no, I said th thankfully no, I I didn't have oh, a hurricane, okay. but it, but oh, it was okay. I I definitely reached my you know, my rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I and and that's, that's the way that yeah right. That's the way that God he unfortunately many times it's the only way that we're gonna be able to to turn towards him is we have to get to that point first, and because the 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 enemy is so crafty, he'll keep us distracted. Uh, for, you know, for, for the rest of our lives, if we let them. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, that's, I think that there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. Um, but so that that's what God is known for. He's known for using those, those catastrophic moments and turning them around for good. And the pain that you endure mm -hmm. is, is only a moment compared to eternity. And, and at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's gonna, it, it is worth it. If you find that relationship. Um, I know that's <laughs> much easier said, said than, than done, but, uh, just so it's so important that people keep push, persevering and 
keep trying to find truth while, while they're on this side. Um, I wanted to ask you, your husband stated that he noticed a difference in you right away after mm-hmm. your first experience there in 2006, that the old Elizabeth was gone. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I want to ask you, what do you think is the biggest difference in, in who you are from, a, from just a, a, I guess a cumulative, you know, comprehensive spiritual perspective. What's the difference between the old Elizabeth and the Elizabeth now that has had these incredible experiences with Jesus? Wow. Um, I guess you'd have to ask my old friends <laughs> because a lot of them aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I hate the things that I used to love and I love the things I used to hate. I just, that's biblically that, it, you know, it just, everything lines up with everything that he, he says. Um, I can't shut up about him, you know, and I'm not going to shut up about him. Uh, you know, I just, I was in a bad place. I was in a really bad place before that. I thought that I was okay, you know, because mm-hmm. I was going to church and, and I was active four or five times a week in, in a church and doing things uh, and going places and conferences. And, and now... I know that it it's not about that. It's about going out and touching the hands of the homeless and um, showing love to your fellow man and uh, you know talking about what needs to be talked about so that people come to Jesus and not being afraid, not denying him, you know. People don't realize that if you don't speak about him, if people don't know that you're a Christian, not only by your love one for another, but by not just blowing over who you are in Christ. I mean, we don't have to wear a big T-shirt. I've done that before too, but and I still do sometimes. Um, but if somebody doesn't know that they can come to your house if something were to happen, and that you not only have bread and water for them, but you have something even better, then you're not who you're supposed to be. You're not, you're not the new person. So I think that that's probably not charity, that by any means, I'm not saying that, oh, okay, I do all these things. I just didn't care too much before, you know? I that's how I changed. I, I would, wasn't that I wasn't caring. I would just go, well, you know, that's their stuff. That's their life. That's their, you know, that's how they live. I'm not going to bother with, you know, that's, I, I was okay. And now I'm not okay. If somebody goes to hell, you know, I'm not okay. If people don't know Jesus, when I know that I, I know that I know that I know that he can change your circumstances. Even if you are in, you know, going through a hard time, he's there with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's not easy. You know, you know, this, you even spoke it before we got on, you know, since you've been doing this, that it's, it's everything that can possibly come against you comes against you. How do you endure all those things? I ask you that question. How do you? Uh, Jesus, by- right? 
Yeah, absolutely. By fa- by falling back on on my relationship, which is you know for me, uh, intense prayer uh, and uh, making sure that I stay in the Word of God, which is going to mm-hmm. keep me on on. That's my weapon. Uh, making sure that 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 weapon is is ready to go anytime that something comes against me. I have a lot of. I'm very fortunate to have a lot of people praying for me. I have a great small group community here, and uh, so yeah, just for me, it's I. I it sounds so simple, but I, if I lose just one of those things, then things go go haywire very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yes, you're right. At the core of that is Jesus. It's his, it's him. It's his truth. It's his protection, his love, his guidance, uh, his mercy. Every, you know, you name it. Yeah. So how how my husband knew the change in me was that I wasn't always trying to run to something, even God, you know, I was, I was God chasing there for the, for the first couple years, you know, Mm -hmm. and we'd even had a, you know, home churches are great. I I love home church too, but we even had home church in the house. And I realized that, um, you know, all those things are good, but if other people that you want to lead to the Lord aren't involved in that, what he's doing with you and wanting you to do like what you're doing right now you're sharing the love of christ with everyone you can't even imagine you couldn't even think of that five years ago i would imagine maybe even a year ago i don't know right Right. but nothing can stop you from doing it now like there's nothing that will keep you so my that's how my family sees it's like wow she can't you know this is this is her she's rooted and grounded in everything that she believes she's just not somebody that says that she's a Christian, she's a doer. She's somebody that is saying what she says, meaning what she means, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk, I guess. That's a, I would say that's what they say about me. I, mm-hmm. Me, I'm, I would say I was, the difference for me to say about myself, I was wretched. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, um, even though I was a good mom, good wife before, before I had quite a testimony that came, led me to come to that place of surrender on uh, the night before mother's day morning, 2003, mm. uh, the old friends would probably, and you might even see them. Who do you think you are? You know, they might just right. start coming on here and doing all that. Who do you think you are? You know, you were a sinner. Yeah. I was a wretched sinner. So that's what my husband sees. He's like, oh, you know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't do that. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't have any desire to do those things. And I think if, if I start to say how I've changed, it probably would um, sound like I'm condemning other people that are still maybe doing it. So mm-hmm. I want to be really careful about how God has uh told me, you know, not to do certain things where, where some people are still doing certain things, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I gave up smoking. Smoking, I will say that. I gave up smoking cigarettes wow. Uh, wow. right away. Like he said, I said, oh, Lord, when I opened my Bible after I said, so I surrender, I was still going, I was going to church and smoking. Now, this is where I don't know, no condemnation. Um, just ask him to help you. But I was reading my Bible, drinking my coffee and smoking a cigarette and it was early o'clock. And so I was doing my devotionals with my cigarette and going, God, what you're showing me is because the gifts are without 
repentance, revelation will come, all these things will happen. Um, but I was like, this is so good, you know, and I want more. And I heard him say, if you want more, then get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And that was his test for my love for him. You know, I'm not, you know, like I'm not saying. So that was one of those things. I just went, oh, I want more. And I put it down. So I guess I just wanted, I couldn't get enough. And mm-hmm. the more I got, the more I wanted to give away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. And dr- dreams don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was no. definitely more than dr- dreams going on here and certainly mm-hmm. a heart and, and spiritual change at work here. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact you, you have emphasized a few times, which was that everything ended up lining up with scripture. And what, how incredible, mm-hmm. how absolutely incredible. And I can relate to that because before I became a follower of Jesus, before I, you know, I, I had didn't really even read the Bible until 2018. And there were things in my life that I started to pick up on that when I read the Bible, I was like, wow, these are, these are truths that I've realized to be true and work in, in my life. And, uh, that the Bible just, I can't believe it just happens to line up with this book that <laughs> that's sitting out mm-hmm. here. I just never took the time to, to, to pay attention. And, uh, so I, I totally relate to what you're saying. What a, what a powerful moment when you mm-hmm. realize that all these things that, that are going on in your life line up with the word of God, mm-hmm. um, just a, just a, just a testament just just the icing on the cake with everything else so um, yeah yeah while you're well, while you're sharing really like that um and if i could interrupt i'm so sorry please uh, that was one of the first things that i asked because as a child uh we always want to compare we just tend to do that even you know people in the church want to you know they they do that um mm-hmm. until we find out who we are and that we don't need to figure out if we need to be a pastor or we need to be a worship leader or whatnot, right? So I was laying uh, just down on the on my face with the Lord, going, God, I just want to know who I am. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I just want in you. I want in. Is there anybody? Is there anybody in this right here that you can compare me to? You know, and he's like, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. he um he said um he did tell me that I was like his Philip, and I was like Philip. And I didn't even know what he was talking about. I said, Philip, Philip doesn't even have a book. You know, <laughs> it's like, and um, he's like, you know, smarty pants. He didn't say that, but you know, we, we have, read Philip, read about Philip. And there's not much, but he was, he's, once he started speaking, he couldn't shut up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he, he evangelized, but um, I asked him, I said, Lord, um, I, he, oh, he said, Elizabeth, do you love me? And I didn't even know the words of Peter yet. Mm. And I said, yes, Lord, I love you. So this is how everything, even our lives, they're in there, right? Mm. His, and um, I said, yes, Lord, I love you. I was with you, you know, and of course I love you. You know I love you. And I said, Elizabeth, do you love me? And I said, Lord, I love you. And he goes, then feed my sheep. I went, okay, how do I do that? I don't even know what he's talking about. What does this mean? And then, of course, it gave me the hunger to seek out the word, to read the word. It's powerful, right? It's our sword. But I think that's what we're doing right now. I would hope that we're feeding the sheep. Mm. I I think so. I I think how beautifully stated i can't i can't add anything to that and I think a great way to to end our conversation here um and i want to 
give, give people an opportunity to find you on uh, mm -hmm. the internet, on Facebook specifically. So I will include the link below uh, as well, like I always do on YouTube and also in the podcast apps. You can just uh, find Elizabeth there, Elizabeth Nebenfer. And also, she was kind enough to supply her email as well, an heir mm -hmm. to his throne at AOL.com. I'll include that as well so you can have a link to the to the uh, email address. And so uh, just very thankful that Elizabeth is not only for her uh, being so gracious with her time today, but for giving people an opportunity to reach out if, if, if they need anything. Is that isn't that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, brother had mentioned a couple of the uh, words, the prophetic words that were given to me. And um, and also because it's very hard in an hour's worth of time and uh, to bring everything forward. You can, if you have any questions, uh, you can get in touch with me. Uh, you can get in touch with brother who can get in touch with me as well. But uh, Facebook, Elizabeth Nevenfer, an heir to his throne at AL.com uh, with the number two, not the, the word two, but the number two, an heir to his throne at AOL.com. And that's air, H-E-I-R, not A-I-R, H-E-I-R. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the prophetic words that brother touched on, because a lot of people will say, well, you know, you got a word, what's it about? That we can talk about what it's about, but I want you to hear his words, you know, and not my words, but his words, which are most important. And I really want you to experience your an experience for yourself as well. When you read the love that he has for you and what he, what, what he looks like and what everything surrounding him and his being look like as well. Uh, it'll, it'll take you to that place and, and you'll desire him. Even those that don't know him, I, I truly hope would desire to know him. Mm. Amen. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. This has been incredibly powerful and uh, I think probably just, uh, just, just exactly what's, like we were praying before that we started this, what people needed to hear. I'm sure there was, there were several different things that people needed to hear today that we spoke on. So I'm just so thankful for this opportunity again, to, to speak you. with you and for you being so gracious with your time and for everything that you're doing for the kingdom, for, for persevering and fighting through the persecution and your resilience to, uh, and, and your love and your compassion for those that are, that are searching and that are lost. So I, I, I'm just in admiration and, and I will continue to pray for you and, everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for those mm -hmm. kind words. And, yeah. um, and tell your mom, thank you for having you <laughs> because you were a blessing to me as well. I, I'm so uh, thankful. And uh, I know you have a praying mama. I'll be praying for your family and your mom as well. And, oh, thank you. And you keep in touch. Ab sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I, I told her the other day that, that you had said hello and she was very grateful for that. So mm -hmm. we, we really appreciate that the prayers and, and, and thinking about us. So thank thank okay. you so much for that and for coming on. We'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. I, I enjoyed my time with you. God bless you. you. You as well. Thank you. Well, that is it for the show this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, just want to invite you, if you're somebody that was touched by what Elizabeth shared at all, um, I want to do something a little bit different this week. I would ask you to pick up a Bible if you haven't done so maybe in your whole life or maybe it's been a while since you've done that. And um, I think I've said it before, but it just seems like many people that 
uh, are on a spiritual journey, a spiritual search, for whatever reason, it's like that's like our last resort um, to pick up a Bible. And I was certainly one of those people. Um, and I would, you know, a lot of people say it's a great place to start in the New Testament, um, book of John, book of Matthew, or even the book of Genesis at the beginning. I was one of those people where that was effective for me. Uh, whatever whatever it is that you feel most comfortable uh, starting at. And that's the great thing about the Bible is that there's so many different kinds of books in there. So if you're, for whatever reason, if you find yourself not uh, resonating with whatever it is that you open the Bible up to, there's so much else in there. And um, I know that if you're, you know, serious in your spiritual search, you know, asking those big questions, why are we here? What happens to us when we die? What's the meaning of life? That you're going to get something out of that, out of that reading. Um, and I always say, you know, feel free to keep that, um, you know, kind of there with the, with the other uh, spiritual texts that you're reading. And uh, I just ask that you wouldn't forget about it. I think so many so many people neglect the Bible. Uh, in addition to what I usually say, which is to ask God to reveal himself to you in a personal way. And uh, doing this over a period of time. Um, if you're somebody that's watching this, I know you're, you're really vi- vigilant. You're somebody that wants to know the truth, wants the answers. And I ask, I ask that you be just as vigilant with this, um, you know, to not give up with uh, asking God to reveal himself to you. Um, just a reminder, too, that we have a Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there. just called Spirit Answers. Um, and uh, feel free to submit your prayer requests over there or in the comments below. Or you can send me an email with that as well. Um, and a reminder to send your testimony in, your near-death experience, your miracle, your miracle healing, your new age to Jesus story, your uh, encounter with an angel or demon. Um, please send that to spiritanswerspodcast.gmail.com or you can send a testimony, maybe a video or uh, someone else's written testimony that you'd recommend that you'd love to have on the show. Um, and I uh, just want to say thank you again for tuning in and thank you for sharing this with one person. I really appreciate that. I hope you all have a blessed week. I will see you all next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.